You see, I've always hated coming up with ideas in big groups. Group brainstorms just don't work for me. It doesn't matter what context it is, whether I'm coming up with conceptual ideas or for working on a business strategy. It just does not work for me. It's time for the main event of the evening. This is Artwell, and you are listening to The Creative Rant. Now I need you to understand that I'm sharing why group brainstorms don't work for me. This is not necessarily a podcast around why group brainstorms don't work in general. I'm hoping that the thoughts and ideas that I share in this session will help you either structure your brainstorms even better or find alternative ways of coming up with ideas within a group. Now back to my eternal dislike for ideation sessions that are done with a lot of people in one room. Now this is something I've hated since I was a junior creative. I really hated it when our creative lead would force all of us to cram into a tiny little boardroom and force us to come up with idea after idea like we're tossing change within a strip club. This would happen for one to three hours depending on how strong our creative director's coffee high was. I hated these sessions. It felt like we were a bunch of farm animals whose sole purpose was to spew up ideas at will. This really annoyed me as it felt like we were sitting for hours and hours coming up with more rubbish after more rubbish. But it also concerned me. It worried me that I genuinely thought that the problem was with me. I'd often wonder if my hate for this process was linked to the fact that I really was bad at vomiting out great ideas within a short space of time at will. And this would obviously lead to me asking the question, am I a bad creative? As the years went by, I found my own answers and I believe that made me a better creative. Not because I learned creative tricks, but rather because I now understand six things about brainstorming sessions that just don't work. And I'm going to list them as we go. Number one, brainstorms can actually limit good ideas. Brainstorming at the start of a creative process can limit development of unique ideas. Now this happens when the team tries to identify the thoughts that impress the chair the most. This is problematic because the team then proceeds to cling on to those ideas and utilizes those ideas as the foundation of their way forward when it comes to ideation. I believe that if you're going to have group sessions, allow the creative team to marinate on the brief first. Allow them to start coming up with baby ideas. Baby ideas are very high level thought starters that can be explored and discussed further within the actual session. This then leads to my second point. Expecting pop-up ideas is really, really hard. Now, unstructured idea harvesting is incredibly hard. Well, at least for me, that is. I generally feel like I'm throwing out dumbness into the ether if you just ask me to throw out ideas on the spot. I feel like I'm filling up the room with stupidity. And what happens is then I start to withhold my thoughts because I'm conscious of the fact that I'm not doing a great job. Now, imagine what that feels like for a junior creative or an introvert. Not everybody is an idea machine that can come up with thoughts on the spot. But if teams have been given the time to come up with baby ideas, as mentioned before, it will help everybody be confident in their contributions. Number three, identifying the right chairperson for the actual meetings. I don't believe that the chair of a brainstorming session should always be the creative director, ECD, or anybody in management. In fact, I believe that the role of the chair should be rotated across everybody within the team. I found the creative teams tend to focus more on impressing the manager than actually coming up with ideas that solve the problem. Second to that is sharing ideas on the spot in front of somebody in a senior position can be intimidating. And this can also contribute to people withholding their thoughts. Conceptualizing ideas with peers and people within your equal level is easier, fun, and can be more inspiring. 
Obviously, creative leads will be involved in the process, but they'll sit at the same level as everybody is, right? Coming up with ideas at the same time with everybody. Number four is something that I call big mouth syndrome. My biggest problem with brainstorming sessions is that the loudest ideas get heard over everybody else's ideas. By that, I mean the most vocal and brash voices generally get the most airtime. If you work in any creative environment, you can throw a staple in any direction and you'll hit somebody who's brash and loud. It's just the nature of our industry. The problem here is that the loudest idea is not always the best idea. It just takes a certain level of awareness within the room to understand that just because you're loud, it doesn't mean that you're saying the right things. Now, the best way to do this, especially for the person who is leading the meeting, is to be able to redirect the conversation when it's needed. And a good example is to say things like, that sounds interesting, Sam, but what do you think, Tim? Making sure that the conversation is equally spread across the room. This will also allow the person who's loud and brash to understand that they're being loud and brash. Number five, how you structure your brainstorming session. I don't believe that a 15-person brainstorm session is practical. In fact, I equate that to a root canal that is being conducted by a three-year-old with a butter knife. For me, smaller is much more focused. By smaller, I'm not just talking about the amount of people, I'm also talking about the length of the actual session. Our brain is a very strange machine. If we dedicate a lot of time to working on one specific task, we tend to procrastinate and not be very, very focused. But once that deadline is made shorter, we are eagle-eye focused and tend to finish much more quicker. The same goes for ideation sessions. Short, punchy sessions force teams to eliminate the fluff and get straight to the point. And lastly, identifying outcomes and expectations for the brainstorming session. The problem with brainstorming sessions is that the expectations are generally very, very vague, almost as vague as the relationship statuses on Bold and the Beautiful. This leads to unworkable utopian ideas that usually lead to nothingness. My suggestion when setting up a session is actually not to try to come up with any ideas within the session. Now hold on before you drop your phone and hear me out. My recommendation is that teams come up with a max five thought starters at the end of a brainstorming session. The thought starters can be as high level as possible, but they all need to be connected to the brief. Post the brainstorming session, what happens is that the teams go off into their own little corners and come up with more focused ideas. Now, what you'll get from all of this is a collection of very unique ideas that are all connected to the thought starters, which are very connected to the brief. So basically what I'm saying is the process of coming up with the actual ideas should be done at an individual level. Well, that's it for me. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you in the near future. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Artwell. And you've been listening to The Creative Rant. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And make sure that you follow us on social media.